You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. S to the A to the L to the Isha. Some call me Sally, others call me Sisha. If you don't like it, I'm going to have to beat you. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, y'all. Y'all, y'all, Y-A-L-L. I bet you all thought that Alicia couldn't spell, but now you know. And I got to go, hey. It's time for the Salisha Show. <laughs> Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Salisha Show. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas, and I'm excited because I've been doing these interviews with my castmates from Once Upon a One More Time over the course of, I don't even know, like since tech, since rehearsals. And so now at this point of, I don't know when this will air, but at this point we have gone through tech not only have we gone through tech we've opened not only have we opened we've gotten in we've gotten through our entire run and we 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 actually stayed healthy and usually I'd be knocking on wood and everything but we literally we've already closed like we did it it's in the books and so now we, since we're done, I'm sitting down with one of my castmates that I did not get to get to during the run. And I'm so excited just seeing his face warms my whole heart, my whole spirit. He has such a chill vibe. He's such a sweet soul. And he's mother freaking talented. Here's a little rundown of some of the things he's done. He's toured with Pippin. He starred in Anastasia on tour. He also toured with American in Paris. So you know he can dance, okay? Uh, he made his Broadway debut in Anastasia. And, okay, we're going to have to fact check this. I think he might be fluent in French and also is a figure skater. I'm sorry, <laughs> what? And he's also a writer. Y'all, some of the most luscious lips I have ever seen on a man's face. Please help me from Once Upon a One More Time, Stephen Brower! Stop, stop, stop it. You're embarrassing me. Oh my God. I think What's you, up? Uh, you know, uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. I got to tell you all like straight up, the French thing is um, total, total BS. That is some resume padding, honey. Shut up. <laughs> Wait, how can you? Pa- but what if they ask you, uh, Stephen? Je parle français pour suivre ce pendant l'école. Okay, well that was really sexy. Yeah, we okay. give him the line. We give him the one line, and then we're good. <laughs> but have you ever been in a room where they're like, "Oh, I speak French," and then they have a conversation? No, it doesn't. You know, surprisingly, not a very necessary skill. 
still to this day, I'm like, wow, I really should have taken Spanish. That that would have been helpful. Wait, wait, seriously, though, we don't speak any Spanish. I'm learning. So my boyfriend is Mexican. So I'm like trying to learn Spanish, but learning as an adult, it's just, you know, and no one is like telling you to turn in your assignments and do your homework. So it's just tough. But um, yeah, I've been I've been getting pretty conversational with it. If I have a little whiskey, I can speak a little better. <laughs> it's the truth. I, I, I love that. I, I have on my resume, because I, I don't even try to lie. I'm like, world's worst dialect. Ask me for any dialect. Oh my God. Can you give you, you, you an example? Give me a, like a, a oh, British. Give me a, give, me a, give me like a Royal British. Bro- Royal, I, I could do Royal British or Cockney. They really sound the same. I, I just feel like, hello, I am from British Columbia. My name is Elisha. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing, but um, I'm trying to teach you a lesson, sir. <laughs> um, I think you booked it. Honestly, I worked on that accent for so long and I went in for Harry Potter. And it had and- to go. <laughs> he didn't even look up. He didn't even look up at me. I was, I was like, Ari. No. I thought we were. I thought we were friends. Oh no, Salish. Oh no. We can't. Well, you can't have it all. There you go. You have a weakness. There's your one weakness. Dialects. I worked so hard. That's so funny. Um. So I want to check in. Mm. How are we feeling? You're here in New York City right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're feeling. We're definitely feeling. How are you? How have you been? It's been a couple of weeks since we've, okay, maybe like three weeks or something like that, since we've closed Once Upon a One More Time. How's your heart? Where's your head? It's interesting. You know, I we are accustomed to having short gigs and then finishing them out and it being kind of weird for a little bit. You know, that like unemployment blues for a second and- you just don't have yeah. the stimulation that you had during a show or like like the responsibility or the purpose. <laughs> so that was all sort of to right. be expected. But on top of that, um, yeah, just I my body really went into like, oh, no, we're going to be employed for another year and a half. Like the fear that we experienced in 2020, um, I definitely felt that again. And it was like, oh, I'm never going to work again a day in my life. Like, I'm I'm never going to have an opportunity. I'm never going to have this community again. It was just like, I, I and I was acting so strange. Like, the, I was expecting to come back to New York and everything just kind of snapped right back into place. And I'll admit it was like, it was a little difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I feel that too. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I totally feel that. And it's a weird thing. These short gigs. I'm like, it would be so nice to hear. Yeah. If we need to be putting something on the calendar or not. Yeah. I mean, I feel you. And, and it's such a special one that like we, um, yeah. And we were looking forward to it for so long. So, and then with the whole Omicron thing towards the end of the run, like just just letting that anxiety go has had a real toll on my um, reacclimating to New York City, to like living with my boyfriend again, to 
auditioning for things or not auditioning enough or getting a side gig, like all of these things just feel more loaded than they would pre-pandemic, obviously. No, yeah, totally. Have you been into any in-person auditions? Not in person. Um, I've been self-tape central over here. I just, I, today I literally dropped 170 bucks on a self-tape setup because I have like, you know, I have none of the, the gadgets, the tripod, the backdrop, all of that. But I got this email from my agents. It was like agency wide, like you guys, this is a forever thing. So let's get good at it. And I'm like, well, that sucks because it's so unfair and it's so not what we like to do or feel good at. And even just the fact that I had to spend 170 bucks on that. I mean, I've spent money on dance studios. I've spent money on buying friends meals because they've taken time out of their day to be my reader. Like it's costing us so much more time and energy and money. And it just makes it all even more (laughs) unfair than it was before. So I agree. I agree. And I love that your agent said that because, you know, it's it's one thing to feel like to dread it every single time there's a self tape. But then if you're just if you can begin and I say you, I'm really talking to me. If I can (laughs) begin to wrap my mind around like, okay, I think this is a thing. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started on my backdrop. Like, uh, <laughs> you got, got a cute little, little setup tripod. in this closet here. What's this going on? It's Honey, like little paint. this is my little closet. I I literally am like, I had saved this closet for so long trying to manifest a man into my life. And then I actually <laughs> did. And he didn't want the closet. I was like, cool. Cool. Double, cool. double score. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, We'll take that. Um, but that's so real. And um, your boyfriend, is Dang. he still in Mulan? Yeah. Yeah. Still- that was the other thing. Like we, um, you know, we're pandemic lovers. So then coming out of the pandemic, right before we left for DC, actually, like neither of us had ever been in a show schedule together before. So I left for DC. He started Mulan Rouge on Broadway, which is incredible. Um but also, like, he's never done a musical in his life. Like, this is a dancer, dancer, dancer. Like, a- apart from probably, like, high school, like, probably playing high school musical in high school, I don't think he's ever done a- He's never worn a mic on stage. So, like, he is going oh. through this huge life change. Yeah, it's crazy. And to come back with that, um, we're just, like, really trying to figure it out because... Right now I'm working from like, you know, eight to five in the day and he's working obviously the opposite. So at night. Yeah. So like I do have a boyfriend, but where is he? Your guess is as good as mine. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. The Alhurst Bell, Tuesday through Sunday. (laughs) Come on. Oh my gosh. I I love that. And I feel that. And, you know, that that is something I was talking about with Diana when we were backstage, you know, being swings together in the show. Like she was talking about how like um, telling her her new husband, like how the the flow of her career goes and like what what it means to be in a show and then unemployed afterwards. And something that you mentioned kind of strikes a bell. It's like. Not only were we in a show, Stephen, we were mounting a new show. So there was no blueprint for it, meaning 
it was all consuming. So to go from an all consuming, like we're in tech, we're changing lines, Mm -hmm. we're changing dance Mm -hmm. numbers on stage to go from that to unemployed is like just nothingness. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. If the listener can't see, Alicia is currently holding the walls of her closet, <laughs> trying to keep her life together. I'm holding the walls, <laughs> trying to. Where's the duct tape? Let me just duct tape my life together. Yeah. No, you're because right. I feel I mean, like if you're not in the field, yeah, you you can't you can't um, know what it's like. I mean, I didn't really even understand what it was like until we were doing it because I have only ever for these big jobs, at least that, that I have been so fortunate to do, they, they've been jumping into something that already existed. I have never like created a track. I have never made such big decisions about what's happening on stage. Um, so it, it was, yeah, you have to be like obsessed with it. It's all consuming. So once we left that, yeah. it was like, well, okay. I felt like I had, yeah. had such importance and now I am sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny to hear you say this because you are important, but like to see that like this transition, I think a lot of people who I don't know if there's anybody listening who like they're in college, they want to get into this field, but like at one point I had this idea of what Broadway is like. You just mm-hmm. get on Broadway and then you're just always in a show and you're always <laughs> but it's it's really hard <laughs> to like do that not impossible but it is very especially with the pandemic just lurching around the corner it's like no there are flows there are periods Mm -hmm. of all consuming there are periods Mm -hmm. of just being a replacement all of these things so it's normal this that we're yeah we're it's all normal as weird as it feels yeah it's all normal as weird as it feels. And the answer to your question earlier, yes, you will work again. You will be employed again. <laughs> Steven, you. you're amazing. Thank you. You're Felicia. amazing. So are you. Thank you. I want to know, girl. like, how long have you been dancing? Because you're, you're a great dancer. <laughs> Thanks. You're amazing. Wow, that's really sweet of you to say. It's, um, I didn't start dancing till I was 16. Uh, before that though, I actually was a figure skater. I, that, that part on my resume is correct. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I think the transition between ice skating and, um, dancing was like, you know, easier than if I, I hadn't done that. But, um, yeah, I didn't start dancing until I was like 16. I, I growing up, I always wanted to be an actor, but, um, somehow fell into ice skating. Like it's so random and fall into (laughs) ice skating well i mean truthfully okay so here's what happened when so my parents (gasps) divorced when i was in first grade no drama we're all good now we love we love both they're happy with each other all that but we love they they divorced when i was in first grade and my aunt moved back to oklahoma where i'm from to sort of like help my mom raise us and just like help with the transition and stuff and she was like very eccentric. She would take me to do things like rock climbing and bowling. And she was just trying to keep me entertained because I was never really into like sports. I mean, figure skating, but like not like your typical after school sports. 
So she would keep me busy. And then I guess one day, you know, this coach at the rink was like, oh, he's pretty good. Maybe I could offer him some lessons. And then all of a sudden I was taking lessons. And then I remember my mom telling this, that she like got a phone call one day from a random person that was like, so we've got Steven signed up for Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And my mom was like, for, for what? <laughs> like, didn't even know that I was ice skating. <laughs> so then, yeah, cut to like six years of doing that and really, really loving it. And I, I really thought for a second that I, this was going to be my life. Like this coach told me, you know, if I were you, now would be the time to leave your partner move down to Texas and train with me and you could make it as far as like the junior worlds and, and be homeschooled, all of that, like essentially give up your life, come down and skate with me. And I was like, yeah, it was psycho. And I was like, wait, junior worlds, that doesn't sound good enough. I feel like I want to be on Broadway. <laughs> and so oh, I would have been like, where's Disney on ice? Call me. <laughs> okay, listen. So I feel like at some point in my career, the two will come back together. <laughs> I don't know how. Right? Do you, like, do you still skate? Like, if you were to get a pair of ice skates, were you, would you be like, oh, I know how this goes? Is it like riding a bike? Or are you like, uh-oh, I don't know. How does this, <laughs> like, how does it work? Well, I'll say that falling is a lot scarier as an adult than it was as a child. Like... You're so fearless. And then <laughs> and then now I'm like, no, bitch. I ha <laughs> I'm like, I'm much higher up to, from the ice. I don't want to fall. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had like a little pandemic moment where like the ice rings were, were opening back up. So I like, I, I got a new pair of skates and like would skate every morning with this random group of people. It was really fun. I still, yeah, I still really love it. Um. I am so in love with you. And I love that, like, I just, I had no idea about that during our <laughs> run dark, of the show. Past. So I'm glad. Um, Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And also, can we talk about this film called Work that you have on YouTube? Oh, gosh. Yeah. What the heck? What you know, the freaking heck? <laughs> I, um, yeah, I think that was, like, probably right when I moved to New York and just I, I I always like to be doing something that I creatively can have control over because I feel like in our business as as performers, we often have to like wait for an opportunity to appear for us as opposed to um, just making shit with friends. And that was like a great time um, with a friend of mine. I've done like a couple like dance films like that and I always try to just like keep myself busy with artistic endeavors that just make me feel like um, it's that sense of purpose, you know, that we were just talking about, like make it feel like we are doing something artistically worthy every day. I don't know. Cause I can't like wake up and check the stock market. That's just like, not, 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 not my skill set. <laughs> so for those who are listening, who you're like, what is this move thing? Steven and correct me if I'm wrong, you choreographed this duet piece, dance piece, and got it filmed and put it out. It looks so good. Like the quality is so good, but also the like what you're doing, it you guys look amazing. 
Thank you. Thanks. Sorry, I'm just, I, just, <laughs> I just had to run to grab my charger because <laughs> I'm going to run out of battery. Um, thank you. Oh, no. We can pause. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I'll take it for back from the top of that question. Okay. 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 For those that don't know what move is. Work. Uh, work. Work. Work is this... <laughs> This video that we're talking about, I'm saying move because they were, there's so much movement, but it's called work. Stephen choreographed this piece, a duet piece, you you and this beautiful woman, and you're dancing, and the quality is fantastic, and it's just, it's just really, it's really moving. And I am like, have you done more of those? And if so, where are they? And if you haven't, <laughs> what the heck? Why would you not do that again? I thanks for all of that. I I did another one that I was really proud of um, called Devoted, where I had these three amazing black women who were all um, some way some way or another were connected to like Ailey. I like had met them in different ways, but um, and it was so random. And then I had my friend like uh, compose the music for it, and we went out to Brooklyn one day and shot it in this like insanely gorgeous industrial like place and it was really fun and really fulfilling and awesome but it it also cost me money you know I did like a crowd funder for it or whatever it's called GoFundMe for it but you know those projects at least when I was younger they seemed so accessible and um now I'm like, that's money. And what is it for? And do I, now I have to submit it to festivals and do all this stuff. And you get bogged down with like all of that, like the paperwork side of it. And um, yeah, but I'm glad that you like are moved by that stuff. I, that was a real like chapter of my uh, time in New York. Now I feel like my energies are just kind of focused on other things. Um, I just, I'm, I, I'm feeling inspired. And it's funny because earlier in, earlier in this interview you're like I feel like I'm just sitting on the couch and I'm looking at all these other things that you're doing and I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out how how you're doing so much I read your pilot that you have online oh my god about, and it and it like you write about figure skating in that one episode that <laughs> I looked at and it, I just am how much writing are you doing <laughs> I'm I'm trying have you to always do written well, I'm trying to do more writing. I um, I wrote, I've been writing music or lyrics for a really long time. Um, my friend Brian and I have like a little band and like perform music and stuff. And, and we've been doing that for a while. And, <laughs> and I'm trying to like, I actually was talking to John Hartmere. <laughs> John Hartmere, our book writer, our amazing book writer, because he, um, I just like respect him so much and think he's one of the funniest people on planet e and he was just he's pretty sharing. funny <laughs> he is pretty funny and he was just sharing like some great you know starter tools as a screenwriter and he helped me sort of like he sort of uh mentored me on like sh shaping that pilot um and i'm trying to write a musical now i i don't know salisha i'm just throwing a bunch of pasta at the wall and seeing what sticks <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so great. And a lesson that I'm hearing here is when you have access to people or resources, mm -hmm. use them. We literally were hanging out with John Hartmere, who has written a lot of great stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And I wish he liked podcasts. I asked him to come on here. He's like, <laughs> I do not like talking. I don't like talking. I'm terrified of it. I'm like, oh, no. That's funny. Yeah, I can't imagine him on a podcast, to be honest. I love him to death, but I can't <laughs> I, imagine him on a podcast. <laughs> he's so funny. And it's just a conversation. But anyway, like you had access to him and you and you were able to utilize that. Like there is a there is a message. There's a lesson in that. So just yeah just say it i mean i i don't um, know what the like the future holds for me but i i know that i also that i always like want to have some form i i always come back to performing like that's what i want to do at least for the next many many years but i also try to keep this other life alive on the quote unquote other side of the table like try and and put the work in and other things just to see what sticks like choreographing for instance that that was something I tried for a while and and have taken a step back from and I'm like yeah maybe I I liked what I did but I I think that's for other people that's that's another person's skill set and now I know that and I think I just keep trying a bunch of different things and like you said if you have the resources use them I've been very grateful to like have work and 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 be and have the freedom to like explore things and and pull money out of my own pocket that like you know it's much easier said than done to do that kind of stuff so i it it is not lost on me that i'm also like in a position of privilege to be able to um explore all those different things i love it i love that um what is your ethnic makeup steven white Oh, I was waiting for a big laugh. Anything? <laughs> I was waiting for a huge <laughs> laugh. <laughs> um, no, not really. I mean, the the uh, the most is Spanish. Like I'm like one sixteenth Spanish, but like now nah, we've been we've we've been Texas folks for a long, long time. Shut up! Yep. Really? Yeah, yeah. I come from a bunch of cattle ranchers and um, oil people. Oh. My good, I absolutely thought you ha, ha, okay. I thought you were mixed with a, a few different things. I had no idea, but you know, really that makes fun. Sense I love people that. Always, I totally did. I'm like, I, I feel like you're representing so many things, but that's you're, I, you're a beautiful white man. So. <laughs> I'm just representing. I'm representing whiteness. Great. <laughs> oh God. Have you ever been cast in any ethnically ambiguous roles? Um, no, I'm, I'm happy to say that I have not been cast in any ethnically ambiguous roles. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I I think the worst, worst situation I've been in is like maybe callbacks for Paul in a chorus line, but, uh, but no, never got the part. So (laughs) luckily (laughs) I think it's probably for the best. And I realized now that I'm asking that, I realize that that was totally a, a trick question. I mean, I maybe, not what, if, what, what if I had like an amazing answer? I'm like, yeah, Seymour in Hairspray. <laughs> oh, if you were like, yeah, I'm cast in black roles all the time. People Wait, would be like, what Seymour? the heck, Steven? <laughs> That's how white I am. You did say Is this is Seymour in Hairspray. That's how white I am. There you go. <laughs> Seymour. Wait, you meant um, uh, seaweed. Seaweed, seaweed, seaweed. <laughs> Yikes. oh my gosh okay um and let's see here oh yeah i wanted to ask you because i am gonna let you go soon i just i'm like no you're fine you're i fine. feel like i've gotten to know you better in this 
little 25 minutes in and so that is my hope is so that anybody who's listening who's like oh my gosh I love that show like that they would get to know you better too mm-hmm. um what is your audition story how did you find the Britney Spears musical so it's kind of a good one actually I um I remember it first because my friend Ryan, our friend Ryan, was going in for it on like, yeah, our friend Ryan. Um, He was going in for it on like a Sunday and he was complaining. He was like, do I really want to go in for the Britney Spears show? And I'm like, yes, bitch. It sounds so fun. Do it. So I remember he went went in. Yeah. (laughs) He went in and I guess got a call back and then like came over to my apartment to like read through the audition material. And it was like this part that they had all the guys read that later became Erudite. Like they rewrote it to be like his role, like Prince Erudite. So I remember like coaching him on that a little bit. Like, okay, maybe not coaching, but just (laughs) helping him on that. He went in, he killed it, whatever. He was like not going to be around for the final callbacks. So then maybe two weeks later, I went to an open call for it. I was like, I can't get an appointment for this, but you know, screw it. Like I I feel like auditioning for something. So I went in and I sang and I got a call back, which was great. And I danced and didn't think much of it. And then got a call back to like read Prince Charming stuff. So I'm like, okay, this is, this is okay. And I love this role. Like the role is so funny. So I go in and I'm like, so ready to just make some big choices, but I'm so nervous. And, um, I go in and I'm like maybe two notes into oops, I did it again. The fire alarm for the building goes off. Are you kidding? Like for the whole studio, like it's just screaming fire alarm going off. And I'm like, (laughs) I clearly can't. I mean, you know, you know, we're trained to like, just keep going. But I'm like, I can't. There's no No. way. There's literally no way. It's like, fire alarm. (laughs) I'm like, oops, I did it. Okay. (laughs) So Paul Hart like jumps up and he's like, okay, I'm going to go figure out what's happening. So the casting director leaves. So it's just like me and David Laveau, John, Keone Amari. It's the whole team and me. And David's like, pull up a chair. So I literally just like pull up a chair and sit and talk with them. Mainly John. We had like a lot to talk about because we have like some a mutual friend. And um, we just sat and chatted. And it was like I, probably like five minutes of just like, getting to know each other and it was the best gift in the world because I don't think I mean who knows but like that was such a huge um icebreaker for like before I even like got up into the material it was so and I walked out of that room and I was like (laughs) I think I maybe got this and then I, I remember telling Ryan that and he was like oh that's amazing like good for you then they call me back another day and I'm like oh Bitch, now I'm not going to get it because the fire alarm's not going to go off. So <laughs> so I walk in and I'm like, there's like no one there. It's just like me, maybe two other guys in the holding room. And and there's one headshot on the table and it's Ryan Steele's. And afterwards, I immediately called him and I'm like, I think I think we're about to book this together. And we lied and then we did. And it was like so insane. Lost it. Lost oh, our shit. My God. God, I love that. 
it was so insane. And then we had had a plan. Uh, he was in Paris doing a show, and I then and I had like a plan to go see him in Paris. And then we decided to like tack on a week in Italy. Like we were just celebrating our lives. We were like, we're about to be on Broadway in a Britney Spears musical together. Let's travel the oh. world. Let's spend all our money. <laughs> And then, um, and then 2020 happened. So, you know, right. Great. <laughs> got <the> great. <laughs> and then we we're like, oh, okay, we don't have um, any wait, you, great. you went to Europe with, with Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I went to go, I went to Paris to go visit him and see the show. Cause he was doing an American in Paris there, which is like how we met. And I wanted to see him like close out that show. And then we went to Italy for a week. It was unreal. I literally love, first of all, I love, I freaking love Ryan. Can you please text him? Tell him to come up on here. Okay. He told me, he was like, please tell Salisha that I'm sorry I haven't responded. I'm absolutely down. He was like, yeah, I tell her that I'm down. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Great. Great. (laughs) Done. Awesome. It's done. Um, Okay. I love, I love that story. And also like, I think it's a testament to like, when we go in for auditions, it's not always about what we think it's about. No. It's not right. Well, and that's what the whole We're self-tape thing. We're taught to be perfect. Yes. Yeah. The self-tape thing is really taking away from things like that because the self-tape is about being perfect and is about like presenting this nice little package for them that like I don't I don't book jobs like that. I book jobs because of the vibe, because of the energy in the room. Yes. And and it's just so, uh, I wish it would change. I wish we could go back to in-person auditions. Ah. Oh my gosh, that is so real. I don't book because I'm perfect. I book because of a vibe. In fact, when I go in in person, sometimes I like will mess up on purpose so that they can see my personality <laughs> and breathe for a second. And wow, I'll be like, oh, I mess so up. Meta. <laughs> it's so true though. I'm like, I needed to feel like we're in a rehearsal together. Not like I'm yeah. presenting finished material and so i will mess up on purpose even though i went in for an in-person today and steven oh really for what i blew it um life after Uh uh-huh uh-huh i think it's a new it's a new it's a new musical it's happening in chicago or something like that over the summer and you blew it i blew it oh no oh my god i blew it like the music (laughs) i <laughs> and the writer was sitting right in front of me. I was like, I know I'm effing this up. I'm so sorry. Okay, are Give you one second. of those people though? <laughs> do you do you like are you one of those people who like you book the things that you don't think you're gonna book? Like it's always the jobs you don't think you're gonna get. And you those sh- you do. Well, yes and no. Sometimes when I'm gonna get it, I can feel it. But usually the ones that I get, it's the ones that I mess up at. Oh, Which interesting. Is why interesting. I go out of my way to mess up and all of the auditions that I actually want. I know. It sounds crazy. <laughs> I mean, hey, we all have to play games like that sometimes. Playing games. But I Play really games. messed up today though. So Yeah, I'm sorry. That's um, but it's okay. More to come. No, it's it's okay. I felt like we connected in the room. So we'll go with that. <laughs> um last thing before I let you go, what's your first memory of Britney Spears? Um, uh, my first memory of Britney Spears was, uh, we were in this house, we were living in this house that like my dad uh, didn't have for very long. And 
um it was truly like and I wasn't really this gay boy like I feel like every gay boy has this story but like I really was more the gay boy who was like playing video games and um like jumping on the trampoline and like figure skating I but today I was secretly dancing with headphones in to Britney Spears like dancing my ass off in my room like going for it and then I like turn around and my brother's has been watching me for like a minute and he's like dinner's ready and I'm like oh my god I'm mortified (laughs) that was that was my um that was my Britney Spears core memory right there she got me living a little too hard is there such a thing as living a little too hard especially if you're dancing on Broadway to her music okay Listen, just we just need the Broadway part to come around. All right, let them know. We just need the Broadway part to come around and... Gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll happen. I'm, I'm sure it will. Me too. Um, you can find on TikTok at Stephen underscore Brower. What, did I cut out? People can find me on Instagram at Stephen Brower. Stephen with a PH. Uh, or on TikTok with, uh, what's the handle? At Stephen underscore Brower. Trying to, get, trying to be better on TikTok. I, I gave up for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for her. I mean, it's the new frontier. Self-tapes, self-tapes and TikTok. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. You got a podcast. You got your podcast already. Don't worry. I love you too. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. You're amazing. I'm so impressed with you. Thanks for having me. I love you too. Bye. That wraps another episode. Thanks for listening to The Salacia Show. See you next week and don't be shy. If you love the show, please tell me why. Please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Go one step further, tell a friend or two. Check out my site if you think it was the bomb. Pay a visit to SalaciaThomas.com. One last thing before I relax. Shout out Josh Carey and thanks Podmax. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.